Hey, hey, hey. Episode 22 of That Metal Podcast. This is Wolfman Dave. This is another solo episode. Solo podcast for you guys. But fear not, there'll be action packed. So, one of the first things that I actually wanted to address. Uh, so yeah, last episode we had uh, an episode on Dance Wano. Uh, it was quite lengthy. It was a it was a bit of an episode. However, we do understand that Dance Wano's story is quite lengthy in itself. We didn't hit up on everything. We did not hit on his entire story and everything in between. We feel that we hit on certain things that were important and they were worth noting. I know we got quite a few people asking why didn't we talk about this band and that band and blah, 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 blah. Well, we can do that on a future episode, but fear not, we are listening. So, one of the things that I am listening to is the new single from Opeth. And holy fuck. Can we get an amen finally? Can we get a... Can we finally fucking get that? Because I think we got it. I think we got a fucking... Our our old school uh, Opeth fans finally fucking got uh, a nod. As you will. Because I think that... The latest single, uh, Hand in Hand or Heart in Hand, I'm not, I forgot the name. Let me see, look it up really quick. Heart in Hand. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what we're asking for. I mean, yeah, there are no growls. There's no growls and whatnot, but there's, we have that, we still get the progginess. We still get the weirdness of Opeth, but we still get the crystal clear, awesome uh, acoustic stuff at the end. But holy shit, Michael's vocals are fucking impeccable on this. Can we say that? Yes or no? His cleans are amazing. Um, Now, I mean, we have not been strangers to music like this. For example, let's say Catatonia <laughs> comes to mind, uh, although they're not as um, um, maybe not as proggy as, as the song we're doing. Well, they, maybe they are. Maybe they are. And we have also Hawken, you know, that could kind of get us towards that. However, I do want to say, I want to give a cheers to Opeth. For their new single, and hopefully for the album that kicks ass later this year, I'm going to take a shot in chocolate form. Here we go. Mm. Awesome. Mm. So again, as I said before, there's just so much work and so much music that Dan Swano has done 
that Ganjo and I have just not been able to touch upon. Uh, it might take a while. It might take a while. I mean, we hit we hit kind of like like the key figures that of his career, honestly. If you didn't, um, I'll be honest with you. I think we did pretty good. Uh, I mean, if if we did not, let us know. We could still add on more. We could do another episode <laughs> because he just says so much shit that we really can do another episode. And that'd be pretty cool to do, actually. So I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Um, well, one of the things that I think is important coming up, and I'm sure for a lot of you guys, uh, especially um, this... Um, actually, I don't know if it's during the spring or... I'm sorry, during the fall. But it's going to be Slayer's final tour. So Slayer's final tour gonna be with Primus and um, Philip and the Illegals and I forgot the other band. Not too sure who else the other band is. But I think this is gonna be a huge fucking tour. There are probably gonna be a lot of ass kickings during this. It's, it's probably gonna be fun. I mean, isn't it always? But I mean, for me, I feel kind of, kind of weird. You know, I've seen them twice already. Um, I think this is a great tour uh, up in terms of bands playing. It's a, it's a nice. It's it's very rounded. You get a little bit of everything, and you get yourself fucking Slayer at the end. I mean. I don't see what the bad thing about it at all is, you know. Um, However, I kind of feel like Primus is one of the better bands in the group, talent-wise. I think uh, Les Claypool probably, probably, and maybe has more talent in his pinky on his left hand than maybe... Philip of Pantera, even though I like him, but he should only be singing, which that's all we know him by. But again, Philip likes to play other instruments. And Philip of Pantera, you should be Philip of Pantera. Just that vocalist, brother, and stick to it, which we love because that's all you're going to be fucking doing for the remainder of the fucking tour is playing Pantera fucking songs. Which is great, because that's all we need your at, uh, your ass at, man. Don't fucking do anything else, because it would not make any fucking sense. Also, I wanted it to make a little bit of a statement here. Um, you know, not be- <laughs> because we don't like your band, and because no one else likes your fucking fair band. Guess what? It's not the end of the world. No one else cares. If you don't fucking like your band, or if no one else likes your band, well, too bad, dude. Take it. Suck it up. No one else must. I mean, there's going to be a whole group of people that like your band, your favorite band. Because, you know, that's how, that's, that's, that's how it always is. People will always like that same band that you will like. But when you meet that one person who seems to dislike that same band, bro. 
it's not the end of the world. It's quite okay. I'm pretty sure some of you have visited the interwebs and have gotten word from exactly what I'm saying. Dude, do yourself a favor. Just say who cares and just enjoy your band. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. People are not going to like your band. And that's it. But again, it goes back to what I was saying before in uh, uh, previous episodes. Uh, we do not need to be treating each other like shit either. That doesn't give the okay to be mean to each other. It's okay to not like a band, but it's not okay to be mean to each other and to talk shit to each other like if we're trash. Because that is not cool. That's actually false advertisement right there, man. Hey, man, if I don't like a band... Don't fucking come talking shit to me like if I'm the one who created all these things. No, man. If I don't like the band, I don't like the band. That's the way it is, man. So let's leave it at that. So one of the things that I also wanted to cover is the next few weeks. There are... Oh, my God. This fucking train does not give up. Can you hear the fucking train? Oh, yeah. You hear it right there. Yeah. That's so fucking loud. Anyways, so um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is uh, our, our theme of July is uh, progressive metal, progressive music. Um, actually, we never outright said it from the beginning, which I think we fucked up. We, we should have said it. Um, but it's been progressive metal. Uh, so we'll, we're going to have a couple more progressive metal bands uh, to be the topic of each episode. Uh, not counting the solo episodes. Um, we're going to cover potentially uh, Dream Theater. We're going to cover Devin Townsend. We're going to cover potentially Anathema. Um, and I'm not too sure who else we're going to cover. We'll see. Cause that's, it just depends on, on the time that we have. So, I wanted to talk really quick about an article that I found that said the 50 best America bands from the t- last 10 years. Okay, so from the last 10 years. And let me find the article. Where are you? Where are you? Here we go. So we got to we go to the beginning. So we have, and these are American bands, by the way. These are not international. These are American bands. So Mortuous, Death of Kings, Bloody Hammers, Ulthar, Cognitive, Un, which I agree, Un is great. Osarium, Pissgrave. Imperial Triumphant, Artificial Brain, eh, Foreign, Holy Grove, Scorched, Church, Missing the U, Glacial Tomb, Primitive Man, Purethon, Purethon, uh, Visigoth, Visigoth, fucking outstanding, Dreadnought, another outstanding man, Wayfarer, Noisum. Windham, 
All pigs must die. King woman. Neck rot. Blood incantation. Great stuff too. Black fest. Immortal bird. Temple of void. Inter arma. Good shit. Devil master. Rose of nil. Also incredibly good shit. Allegian. Incredibly good shit. Horrendous. Awesome. Fucking death. Anyways, they love death. Uh, oozing Wound. Black Breath. Sumac. Good shit. Outer Heaven. Fit. We're not topsy. Midnight, guys. If you love fucking Venom. Because you know, we all know Venom sucks. Listen to Midnight. This is your new cure. So this is what we'll say. If you liked listening to Venom. Or maybe you're getting bored of listening to Venom. Because don't we all get bored of listening to Venom. Then listen to fucking Midnight. It's a good fucking shit. Periphery. We all know these prog motherfuckers. Uh, Spirit Adrift. Good shit. Wada. Good shit. Spectral Voice. Now we have number six. Deaf Heaven. We all know Deaf Heaven. Deaf Heaven's a shit, you guys. We've been talking about him forever. Mutoid Man, number five. Chemist, number four. Paul Bear. Oh my god. Paul Bearers, you guys gotta be listening to Paul Bear. Fuzzy fucking guitars, man. Good shit. You guys like Trouble. You like Sabbath. You like other bands like that. But with uh, Opeth sort of uh, theme, you will like that. There's Gate Creeper and then there's Power Trip. Power Trip, I totally fucking dismiss. I don't see anything with them and I don't see, I don't even see why they're even on the fucking list, to be honest with you. Uh, but if you have other fucking thoughts, you fucking let me know. So. There was an article written that apparently metal is good for productivity. Productivity in people, productivity in itself, just to get people doing work. I've always been under the opinion that, yeah, metal has always been somewhat of a a light under your ass. I don't see why that would be anything weird. But what's awesome about it is that it seems to be an article about international um, uh, jobs. So it's not just, you know, like every fucking day jobs and whatnot. It's just like every fucking day people. So let me see here, really quick. So heavy metal was the fastest growing metal genre in the world in 2018. According to new new statistics from TuneCore, which is an independent and digital distribution, publishing, and licensing service, has reported... So, the figures below. Breaking down TuneCore's success in a statement, CEO Scott Ackerman revealed that heavy metal received a 154% increase in streaming last year in relation to the company's services, which is perhaps why he passed along the news that TuneCore artists earned $83 million in the first quarter of this year, it reported 21% increase 
from 2018, as noted by Kerrang, which collated the stats as you see here. So, Heavy Metal, 154%, J-Pop, 133%, R&B, 68%. TuneCore is the only global platform that pays artists 100% of what they earn from digital streams and downloads, Ackerman explained in the statement, while also meeting all their needs across distribution, promotion, and publishing and administration. All right. So that's pretty cool. So while it's also being reported as one of the, the fastest growing genres, I guess, in music, at this rate, it's also one of the best music or music uh, genres out there to provide better productivity for all of us. However, also to kind of prove the sense of this, we have an article that actually talks about better productivity and focus uh, in some jobs. But you know what? I kind of feel like it's a bunch of bullshit because these, these fucking guys were saying that a lot of the music that they were listening to had clean vocals. And when they were listening to heavy metal with clean vocals, be it uh, Metallica, Megadeth, Iron Maiden, they seem to have more better production. And uh, they, they are able to remember more in, their, in, in whatever work they were doing. And something as heavy and, and and this is embarrassing to say in the article. <sighs> yeah, the train is coming by. I forgot about that. Anyways, but something as easy as like five finger death punch and shit like that. Uh, they were uh, not as able to like keep track of music or whatever the fuck that is that they were trying to keep track of. So they were easily uh, bothered by heavier music which is kind of strange because uh, Five Figures fucking sucks so that's a little bit weird but good for everybody else if you're in a workplace where heavy metal is played uh, and you know I mean to a certain degree that you know everybody can get along and I mean this should be in actually every workplace so I don't I don't know man it kind of sucks if you can't play metal in your workplace. Um, I'll be honest with you. That's actually a discrimination if you didn't know. Um, you should be able to play metal in, in whatever workplace you are, regardless of what workplace you're in. Because if you're able to play, let's say, Christian music, then you should be able to play heavy metal music. They're... Uh, they're, they're one and the same. Nothing different. Anyways, so we start getting to our questions. And we start getting... Oh my god. You guys are dicks, I gotta tell you that. Uh, some of these questions... I'm not gonna even fucking name the, the... The person because you're gonna know... 
I'm just not even gonna fucking name. Um, maybe one or two, because some of these questions are kind of attacking and whatnot. So I'm gonna we'll go with the first one, who's attacking obviously from the last podcast we had with Dan Swano. So it reads: How can you say you love metal and prog, but hate Ghost, Tool? Slayer, etc. Oh boy. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So let's just go with the beginning. Let's go with the first band. Let's let's go with go. Let's go Tool. Let's go Tool. All right. So Tool to me is a gimmick band. I feel like they're a you know, their ship has sailed from long ago. Um, and I feel like they're what Metallica would be if if people didn't give them so much pressure. Because, you know, Metallica give a lot of pressure. Uh, bands give, I'm sorry, fans give a lot of pressure to Metallica. And that's the only reason Metallica releases albums is because people give them so much shit. Otherwise, they'd be the exact same way. They would be releasing albums every 10 years, just like Tool. But I feel like Tool, they're just a bunch of fucking, um, you know, just a bunch of, I don't know. What's the proper term for these guys? Like, full of shit. They're just full of shit, dude. They're just full of shit. I don't even know what the fucking word is for them. They're a bunch of tools, dude. I just... I just... I just can't get on board with what they do. I can't get on board with what they do. And... Doing... And allowing themselves to... Wait so long to write an album. And being okay with that. And not letting their fans have anything... I think it's pretty fucked up. Now, in terms of Ghost, look, Ghosts are a perfectly normal uh, kinder kinder rock band if you want it, it to be. Uh, they're pretty straightforward. They're nothing special. They're nothing heavy. They're 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 a hard. Uh, not, not even a hard rock group. They're a rock band that has very special, stupid masks <laughs> and makeup that I could see. Uh, I'm not big fans of these guys. I am not big fans. I think they're terrible. I don't think they should exist, actually. I really do feel like they are... Um, there's just too much. They need to fucking not be around, man. Um, Ghost would be good. Uh, Ghost would have been good, I think, in the late 90s. I think they would have been fucking uh, great during that time. If they would have been out during that... If they would have come out during that time, they would have been fucking outstanding. I think everybody would be all up in their grill during that time. If they came out. But I think they're just too late. 
the whole Papa Yaga or whatever the fuck they do with their priests and the popes and all this bullshit, I think is is ridiculous. Uh, so no, I am disagreeing with Ghost as usual. By the way, uh, I know it's being silly with the Baba Yaga, uh, but uh, they reminded me of Stranger Things. I think you guys should watch Stranger Things 3. It's fucking pretty good. Anyways. So our other band lies to Slayer. Ah. Look. That's always going to be up for debate. That is not a band that I hate or I feel that is a shitty band or whatnot. Um, I'm just not a big fan of Slayer. As mentioned before, I do give them the best blessing that they could have when they're going to go on their final fucking tour. Simply because, dude, they fucking earned it, man. They've been playing for so many fucking years, and then you already want to call it quits, dude. How many of other bands that we listen to that have been playing for that long are going to call it quits? Probably not. Many of them at all, to be honest with you. But they need to know what they call it quits, you know? Maybe it's Tamaraya's neck that that's what uh, dictates why they're going to call it quits. I don't know. I can't. I couldn't fucking tell you. But they're a great. They're a great band. When it comes to it, at the core of it, I like them. Uh, although I only like their first two <laughs> albums. <laughs> so it's not like I really like them a whole bunch. Uh, but again, I don't fucking hate them. How about that? How about we meet in the fucking middle with that shit? And stop getting my fucking balls about it. So now we have a new <laughs> oh god, we have a new question. Oh god. This is clearly based on last week's episode. And this is I'm gonna give you your fucking name out, dude. This is Bill of New Jersey. Now, this is a real name. Who fucking... I really fucking doubt it. Fucking asking a pussy-ass question like that. Asks, what is it about the new wave of heavy metal in the early 2000s that's got your tits all worked up? Really? That has my tits all worked up? Alright, fair enough. Well, to begin with, the music from the early 2000s sucked cock. We're listening and we're looking at bands like there's a, a there's okay. So the whole idea of like new metal is running rampant and that's what's taking over. New metal is absolutely just devouring everything left and right during this time, the early 2000s. Then somewhere around 2003 or 2004, we start seeing bands come out. Let's say Killswitch, As Are They Dying, uh, Shadows Fall, which they've been around for a long time already. But you start seeing all these other bands come out and start creating music 
and maybe giving it its own identity. Now, whether they de- whether it deserves it, ah, I couldn't fucking tell you. To be quite honest with you, I think the music from that time sucked. Uh, I think it was kind of like a. It was kind of like a, a a little patch, like a band aid of sorts, because all of it was stuff like metalcore, like Killswitch Engage, for example. It was all like metalcore uh, stuff that. It, I think it really confused a lot of people about really about the music that they were trying to search for. Because if you look at, like, let's say, for example, Killswitch and, and uh, SLA Dying, they were copying bands that we know from uh, Sweden. They didn't give any, uh, like, they didn't, like, straight up, they were stealing riffs and, and stealing from Dark Tranquility. They were stealing from In Flames, you know. Uh, in the same regard that, let's say, uh, Evanescence was stealing from Theater Tragedy. Uh, they were stealing from them. They were stealing an identity that people thought they, they never knew existed, you know. And all of a sudden, all this, all these... Bands are coming out, and they're pretending like they're the first ones. They're pretending like they're the only ones. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit, dude. So, no, I can't give any respect to the new wave of metal from the early 2000s. I'm sorry. No, I can't give any respect to them because of that reason. I think they're... They're, they copied too many other bands and they did it at a time where it affected them. Yeah, man, they capitalized on it. And I guess that's that's the American dream, but whatever. Next question. And I don't know who the fuck is this person is. Uh, let me see. Uh... Hey, uh, so this person asks, um, when, ah, okay, so when do you think metal started? And I think, I think the name is Stephanie, and I'm not sure. Okay, so when do you think metal started? Alright, um, that's, I don't know why you're asking me to begin with. Because uh, I am, I can't fucking give you all the answers. Or why the fuck are you even asking me? That's fucking stupid. However, if... I'm, if you're curious to know where I think metal came from, uh, I think that's kind of like a... It's kind of like, you can't just base it on one thing. It has to be many other factors. So you can't just base it on one thing. It's... it's for, for sure. It's... Um, one band, for sure, I can tell you. And I think that's the obvious choice. We have The Heaviness of Black Sabbath. I think, for sure, that's one of the bases of... Um, heavy Metal. 
we have the speed of Deep Purple. And Deep Purple is just... Uh, within the two, I think, if you if you were to go within the two... Oh my god, it's a, it's, a, it's a combination to make heavy metal music. But if you were to wait a little bit, if you were to wait a few years and just, just, just a few more years by, there's another band that comes out. Thin Lizzy. And Thin Lizzy starts to harmonize with their guitars. Double guitar action, right? Well, Judas Priest is doing the same, aren't they? It's the, uh, what is it, the egg and the, and the chick fucking question. I think Judas Priest came up with it first. Um, I'm sorry. I think then Lizzie came up with it first. My bad. Um, and Judas Priest kind of perfected that shit. So when you have something like that, then you have another band, let's say, 70, late 70s, like Judas, I'm sorry, like Iron Maiden. They're getting those tones, they're getting the same thing, they're just trying to fucking make it, and they're going to be badass. Dude. All of a sudden, in the mid-70s, you get fucking Motorhead. They got this punk ass speed going on and their music and they're trying to create I don't know what the fuck Motorhead was trying to do in the day but whatever they did they fucking did it because it was monstrous just listening to the song Overkill by itself is proof in itself that they were fucking gods but I mean think about it mix all those bands up Mix uh, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, Motorhead, Judas Priest, Thin Lazy. You mix all those motherfuckers and you have yourself the basis of what metalists these days, you know, even even to this day. And, and at that time, it would have only been to the early 80s. And I know a lot of you guys are wondering. What about Van Halen? Yes, Van Halen 2, Van Halen 2. Van Halen. Those guys added a lot to it. But anyways, that's just that was just one question that they asked me. Okay, don't fucking kill me. So we have, oh Jesus. We have a two-part question. Um, oh boy. With everything, okay. So with everything going digital, what's your take on physical media? And part two, how has this impacted artists and how music is written, if and at all? So let's go with the first question. Holy shit, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. Um... This is actually someone in Florida that fucking asked this shit. You fucking Floridians are assholes, I gotta tell you. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. So, 
with everything going digital, what's your take on physical media? So one of the first things that I wanted to say is that I fucking, um, for years I've been buying CDs and tapes and I have some LPs, uh, not many, but I do feel like I do need to add on to it and add more to my collection. The only problem is, is that I feel like I need to do it only when I see a band touring, when they're on tour, so that I can ensure that my money actually goes towards that band. Um, I'm not sure if that's such a bad thing, and uh, maybe I should just buy from them online and hope to find uh, uh, somewhere where it actually actually does benefit the band itself. Uh, so actually, you know, so I don't have to wait for the band to come by. But that's the only thing that, that's the only thing that I wonder, I mean, that, that actually gets me is just like, uh, I mean, I'll buy the fucking CD of a band's coming through and, and whatnot, or I'll buy a t-shirt. I have, I have no problems doing that. Uh, and actually, you know, there's places that I've gone to. I've gone to the mall. I've gone to places, little record shops. I went to record. Oh man, LA. They have fucking awesome shit, man. Um, I'll buy stuff from there, you know, too. Uh, I actually really want to start a huge, uh, you know, record collection, just LPs, just vinyl. But I'm scared. <laughs> Man, I'm scared I'm going to go all out and I'm going to be losing money like crazy. So, I don't know. That's the one that, that gets me. Um, so, the other question was, uh, and how do you feel has this impacted artists and how music is written? Now, God damn. Talk about... Um, Johnny on the spot. So how has this impacted artists and how music is written? You know, I would think that with all the things that we've been listening to and all the music that we've been listening to, especially with pop and whatnot, it's just made it a lot more like fast food, kind of like just food from the groceries that, you know like from the store that we buy that's processed it's just gonna be nothing but fucking processed music that doesn't mean anything at all you know and I think that's the worst part about you know wanting it to be within our genre within our style of music within the music that we like because we don't necessarily listen to music that's processed I mean that's what I that's what I initially thought about new metal and that's why I didn't like new metal I always thought about it as music that was processed and was fake and it was just you know made like fast food to go for the next person here we go and, and blah 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 you know I don't know about music anymore I mean, I've been I've been listening to a lot of music that's 
come out lately. And it's made me kind of sad because I've been listening to a lot of older music. For example, I've been listening to Dark Tranquility, The Mind's Eye. I've been listening to Bathory, Blood, Fire, Death. The Storm Blast album from Demu. Still Live from Opeth. Morning Rise from Opeth. I don't know, man. It's just... It's just a little strange for me, I guess. Um... I don't know how it initially affect a lot of the newer bands. Uh, this top and all this new music is gonna affect all the new bands, but I would have a suspicion that a lot of the music is gonna be uh, pretty light and maybe just I don't know, maybe just not not as expected. It's a very difficult question to answer because. I think the one of the things that's awesome is that we have so many so many great bands that are coming out anyways, you know, we still have um I guess I would call them the warrior bands. For example, Megadeth and, and for example, you know, like Judas Priest and, and Iron Maiden and like Opeth and all those old school bands. They kinda of fucking dictate what's going to happen with everyone else. Um, although we want to go and, and say, yeah, let's go to progressive metal and what about this band and this band? Blah, blah, blah. You know what? I have no idea what the world, what the future holds. Ah, what I do want to say for you black metal heads, for the black metal Listen to the new Abath. Outstrider. Outstrider. It's good shit. So. Our next. Uh, actually, I've already decided before uh, we even finish this episode. To, so just to get you guys in a good mood. We decided we're gonna go ahead and do the new, uh, the next episode is gonna be on Devin Townsend. So, keeping up with Prague, we're gonna stay with Prague. Hopefully, you'll like it, uh, and I think that should be next week, next uh, several days. In the next several days. So, with that being said, my name's Wolfman Dave, metal for passion, not for fashion, suckers.